0: Srimad Bhagavatam, canto 4, Chapter 25, Verse 43. Narada uvacha, itita udampati tatra, samudya samayam itaha, tam praviśya purim rājan, Mumudate shatam samāha. Naradha vaja. Naradha vaja. Narada Uvacha. The great sage Narada spoke. Iti. Iti. does Tau. Tau. De. De. Dampati. Dampati. Husband and wife. Tatra. Tatra. There. there. Samudya. Being equally enthusiastic. Samayam, accepting one another. Mithaha, mutually. Tam, in that place. Pravishya, entering. Purim, in that city. Rajan, o king. mamudate, they enjoyed life. Shatam, 100. Samaha years Translation and purport by His Divine grace. A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Translation The Great Sage Narada continued My dear King, those two, the man and the woman supporting one another through mutual understanding, entered that city and enjoyed life for 100 years Please repeat The Great Sage Narada continued My dear King those two, the man and the woman, supporting one another, through mutual understanding, entered that city and enjoyed life for one hundred years. Purport. 100 years is significant in this connection because every human being is given the concession to live up to a hundred years. The span of life is different on different planets according to the planet's distance from the sun. In other words, 100 years on this planet is different from 100 years on another planet. Lord Brahma lives for 100 years according to time on the Brahma Brahma Loka planet, but one day of Brahma is equal to millions of years on this planet. Similarly, the days on the heavenly planets are equal to 6 months on this planet. (coughs) <coughs> on every planet, however, the span of life for a human being is roughly 100 years. According to the lifespans on different planets, the standards of living also differ. Oma <coughs> <coughs> Jnana Timirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshuranmelitam Yenatasmay Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Sthapitam yena bhootale, Swayamrupa kadamahyamdadatisva padantikam Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Yuta Padakamalam Sri Guru Vaishnavam Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahaganaraghunathanmitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam śrī Radha Krishna Padan Sahaganarita Shri Vishakhan Vitamstha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dinabanto Jagat Pate Go Pesha Go Pika Kanta Radha Kantanamos Tutay Tapta Kantanagorangi Radhe Vrindavaneshvari Vrishabhanu Devi Pranamami Hari Vanchakalpatarubhyascha kripa sintubhyayevacha Patitanam pavane bhio Vaishnava bhio namon namaha Namahum Vishnupada ya Krishna praishtaya bhutale Srimate bhaktivedanta vedanta swaminitinamine Namaste sarasvadeve gauravani pracharine (laughs) NIRVISESHA SUNYA VADHI PASCHATYADESHA TARINE JAY SHRI KRSNA CHETANNYA PRABHUNITYANANDA SHRI ADVAITHA GADADHAR SHRI VASADI GAURA BHAKTA VRINDA HARE Krishna HARE Krishna 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 HARE 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 RAMA HARE RAMA 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 Hare HARE So Puranjan's story continues. So they got attracted to each other and became husband and wife, Dampati and enjoyed life for 100 years. Enjoyed life means they just engaged in sense gratification. One second. Hmm. So, they enjoy life means they engage in complete, unbridled sense gratification, uninterrupted. So, this is what happens. As Prabhupada says in the purport, there are 100 years. For the human being approximately and such 100 years on different planets is, uh, is different depending on the distance from the sun. Samvatsara means one year um, is when the sun moves through the northern and southern hemispheres and comes back to the northern hemisphere. So that is one year. And for different planets, it's different times that the sun takes to complete that journey. And therefore, there is actually a, a chapter in the third canto of Bhagavatam, uh, that the measurement of time from the atomic scale to the cosmic scale. What? How exactly is one second defined? We know that one second is like 1000, we say, and then it moves. But, who determines that? How how has that become the standard? How to exactly measure the time? So, there is uh, explained in the Bhagavatam that when the sun moves across one molecule of six atoms called paramano, and that is called like one uh, Kshana or something or some measurement, there is a whole chapter there. So, That actually is the standard and now there are clocks but there was a time when there was no need of any watch or clock. People knew exactly what the time was just by looking at the sun. Um, (coughs) They would roughly know, not roughly, almost exactly knew the time and if you go there there is a device in Delhi think Jantar Mantar, if you go there, there is a sun dial, just by the sun, the whole dial is constructed in such a way, just by the sun's shadow, one can tell the time, <coughs> so anyway, the thing is this, that when one gets into this um, Dampati business, husband and wife, uh, without um, uh, before you even know as the as here it happened, one hundred years have passed, and that time never comes back. the time never comes back um, it's always unidirectional time actually it's interesting how time moves this is what um, I was actually thinking of making a proper video about how time moves actually it's called Kalachakra. Chakra why is it called Chakra which is round when it is only moving in one direction so we can see that the ideal description of a time the ideal representation of time is Kala Chakra it's like a wheel because the wheel moves forward but at the same time moves in a cyclic manner. So, we have the repeat, repetition of seasons, the repetition of day and night. At every scale, there is repetition. Like, like the clock, you see, every minute, one repetition happens, one circle. And every hour, there is another circle. So, like that, every day, there is another circle. Like, not here on the clock, but, you know. So... It appears to move in circles, so there is sunrise and sunset and sunrise and sunset but at the same time it is also moving forward because it never comes back, whatever has happened, has happened, that's it, it cannot be changed. So that's like the wheel which moves um, in a cyclic manner and at the same time moves forward. So that's actually the perfect representation of time although we have different devices to measure. Time in different ways. Like, for example, if you see, like, a mine is a digital clock here, so it just moves forward. Um, but then there is this stopwatch which moves backward. So there is a, 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 dead, a deadline, a time, and then you move towards that. So your distance towards the deadline decreases with every passing of second. Uh, passing of every second so that's the stopwatch and if you see the sand glass the hourglass the below is increasing and the above is decreasing so for practical purposes to understand our life the way we look the way we usually look at time is as if we have infinite amounts of it left by definition, actually, time is infinite. Among the five things that are described in Bhagavad Gita, you know what the five things are? The whole of the Bhagavad Gita is a subject matter of only these five things. So, it is the Supreme Lord, Ishwaram, the living entity, Jiva, uh, time, Kala, uh, nature, Prakriti, and karma, activity. So, the entire Bhagavad Gita. Um, describes these five things. Now, out of the five, only one is temporary and that is karma. That means the other four are actually eternal. They have, they have no stoppage. Um, the Ishvara, Jiva, Prakriti, and Kala. They don't have stoppage, but all are eternal. So, Prakriti is bhutva bhutva praliyate. there is repetition of manifestation and non manifestation. But it is always existing. Like recycling. It is actually being recycled only. Recycling means the original ingredients exist without a shape or form. And then they are manipulated and come together and become something. For example, a pot. It's actually um, mud, earth, water and, and they are mixed and put in the sun which is fire so there is earth water and fire combined together to make the pot so when the pot is there it becomes a specific shape and it has a specific use the same process is done to produce the brick but it has a different use so according to its use it assumes different shapes a brick a pot or whatever it is like in our body There are so many different parts, some are called muscles, then there are nerves, then there are um, veins, um, bones, there is hair, there is liver, heart, kidneys, so they have specific names because of their specific um, uh, job or the specific use of such instruments, but in a dead body, uh, when it is buried, or when it is burnt, when it is buried, it becomes the earth, it just mixes into the earth, the original ingredients and when it is burnt, it becomes ashes or when it is eaten by animals and worms, it becomes stool. So, there's, after that, there is no more distinction, what is stomach, what is brain, what is nothing, there is no distinction anymore, it is just earth and water and you know, it mixes into these elements. So, the different names are only um, applicable when there is a manifestation of a particular shape or form and with a particular use. So, this material world also is Bhutva-Bhutva-Praliyate, it is non-manifest, it is manifest and again becomes non-manifest and manifest like that. But it is actually eternal, just like the ingredients of the pot, the mud, is eternal. Even if the pot is broken, then there is no more pot. But you cannot say that there is no more earth again. That earth is still there. It can be used maybe in another way. Now similarly, the universe is created now. Now it is called the universe because it has a particular use. But when it is unmanifest, the ingredients, the ingredients will cause then there is a name for it. It is called Pradhana. And now it is called Prakriti, this is all very um, nicely explained in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Pradhan and Prakriti. So, when in the Pradhan stage, uh, it can be used for anything, but in the Prakriti stage, it has already been used for something. So, in the Prakriti stage, the universe is manifest and all the planets with uh, with its different um, atmospheres and living entities are all populated. And so many names and sub-names and nomenclatures, that it, it just evolves, the whole thing evolves, all the nomenclatures evolve. And we have hundreds and thousands and millions of names for every single thing. But when it goes back into the Pradhana stage, non-manifest, then there's no names, there's no, the, it is not earth, it is not fire, it is not, it's just one thing. It's just one thing. And from there, with the, with the contact of the material modes of nature, the different ingredients are produced. Earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligence and false ego. Even that becomes non-manifest in the stage of Pradhana. So, that is the Mahatattva. Um, so, in this way, uh, the, the creation, everything is eternal. So, time is also eternal. Because time just moves and moves and moves. It doesn't stop at all. But, for us, to view time in that manner is a mistake, for our own life. Because if we think every day, every day that we wake up, that the time is just going to be there for me, infinite amount of time, it's wrong. Because, this body, everything that has, Jatas se hai rityur, dhruvam janmam rityas Jatas se hai Everything that has taken birth has to die. So therefore, um, this video that I was thinking of making of about time, we see if if there is an hourglass, an hourglass is the perfect representation of um, our life because in the bottom it's increasing and its top is decreasing. So this is exactly how we are. And the, the, the... thinnest part of the hourglass that is our present moment and the below is the past and top is the future now we only know the past and we only are experiencing the present but we have no idea how much sand is left in the top but we know there is a limit to the sand glass so we approximately know where the you know the limit is But still, it can be lesser or more. The problem is, we never look at the top half. We only look at the bottom half and every time it's increasing, we just celebrate. Oh, it says increase, like birthday, we celebrate. We increase and then, we engage in more and more sense gratification, never thinking that actually, it's a stopwatch. You know, it's, it's, we are, we are closing, we are, we are nearing death at every moment so there is actually only a finite amount of time left Mm. the notice of death is already there along with birth but we always forget this therefore um, Yudhishthir Maharaj has said um, Yudhishthir Maharaj was asked by Yamaraj in the Mahabharata Vanaparva 313th chapter, 116th verse. Yamaraj once asked Yudhishthir, what is the most wonderful thing within this world? Maharaj Yudhishthir replied, Ahanyahani bhutani gachanti ha yamalayam seshahas thavaramichanti kim ascaryam param Hundreds and thousands of living entities meet death at every moment, but a foolish living being nonetheless thinks himself deathless and does not prepare for death. This is the most wonderful thing in this world. Everyone has to die because everyone is fully under the control of material nature, yet everyone thinks that he is independent, that whatever he likes he can do, that he will never meet death but live forever and so on. Um, death is not um, kind. It will not see that, oh, this man, you know, may he just live for a few more years so that he can live happily with his family before he is taken over. No, no. Mercy at all, the death has no kindness. When it comes, it comes and ruthlessly takes us away from our position, and we have to always be reminded of this fact. It is so easy to forget, Maya is so powerful that we always tend to forget this point and engage in things that are useless when that death, the time of death comes. For example, How life is useless is described graphically by Prahlad Maharaj. Where does he say that? I think seven six. Hmm. So 766. Six. Let's read the Sanskrit. 766. Um so varsha hi ayus tadardham chajitatmanaham nishphalam yadasau ratryam shetendham prapitas tadardham. Ardham means half. Hundred years we have. Suppose, if, if we have, then half, Ardham means half, is wasted in sleeping alone. How sleeping is a waste of time is actually, it's, we are not living, is as good as dead. So every human being has a maximum duration of life of 100 years, but for one who cannot control his senses, half of those years are completely lost, because at night he sleeps 12 hours, being covered by ignorance. Therefore, such a person has a lifetime of only 50 years. Already half gone. How much time is gone? We have... Um, this is the thing. When it happens little by little, it doesn't look like much. When we waste 5 minutes, it doesn't look like much. But just calculate 5 times 30 in a month, that's 150 minutes, which is like two and a half hours. Um times 12 which is how much 30 hours in a year 100 years 3000 hours 3000 hours is 50 days is that so no I don't know what calculation I am doing <laughs> uh, whatever th- th- 3000 hours that's a lot of time. Just five minutes a day for 400 years. But where we waste five minutes a day? 125, huh? 125 days. 125 days. So how much time is wasted uh, just by wasting five minutes a, a day? So because it doesn't look like much, imperceptible, and then we don't think much and we waste. So, even when we snooze the alarm clock when we wake up, five minutes gone and it's gone. So, we don't realize. We are so groggy and then we don't realize. We just, you know, waste like that. So, it's a lot of waste. And how many five minutes like that we waste in a day? So, whatever time is spent without service to Krishna is utterly a waste of time. Um, so, these people, these two Dampati, the husband and wife, enjoyed their life for 100 years and they did not even notice. The same thing happened to Kardamamuni and Devahuti. Uh, Kardamuni was engaged in austerity, Devahuti was, you know, um, daughter of Swayambhu Manu, princess. And then, after they met, after they married, of course, she served him for a few years and without any complaint, without any uh, demand. Very nicely, sincerely, she served, and after that, he created an aeroplane and they went in that aeroplane all over the universe for 100 years and they did not notice how time was passing I don't know whether it was winter, summer, day or night they were just lost in themselves so in this way so much time is wasted hmm? so Mukdhasya so what we read so one who is sleeping fifty years gone. Next. Mugdasebale <laughs> Kaishore Kridato Yati Vimsati Jaraya grastadehasya yatial kayatial akalpasya vimshatihim. Vimshati means twenty. Hmm? Twenty. In the tender age of childhood, when one is bewildered, when everyone is bewildered, one passes ten years. <laughs> Until he is ten years old. He just bewildered. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know where he is. What is this world? Nothing. To get some idea of this world, 10 years passed. Similarly, in boyhood, engaged in sporting and playing, one passes another 10 years. In this way, 20 years are wasted. Similarly, in old age, when one is an invalid, unable to perform even material activities, one passes another 20 years wastefully. So we we become waste fellows for 20 years in the childhood and 20 years in the old age. Then, Dura Purena Kamena. This is very good. Mohenacha Baliyasa Sesham Graheshu Saktasya Pramattasya Payatihi. Dura Purena. Dura Purena. Very difficult to fulfill, See, which is never fulfilled. By a strong aspiration to enjoy the material world, especially sex. One whose mind and senses are uncontrolled becomes increasingly attached to family life because of insatiable lusty desires and very strong illusion. In such a madman's life... <laughs> Madman, not madman means only the mental hospital people. Actually, all people of this world are mad. In such a madman's life, the remaining years are also wasted because even during those years, he cannot engage himself in devotional service. How much time is wasted in household affairs? Uh, First of all, nowadays, even to find a partner, wasted, like two decades, wasted in finding a partner haven't started yet, <laughs> household life hasn't started, preparation, because the, they don't follow, they say this is child marriage, arranged marriage, this is all not, you know, the girl has no freedom, blah, 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 and um, in this way, if she was married according to Vedic customs, then the, the girl would not have wasted time, all the 20 to 50, 20 years, whatever spent in some stupid education and then stupid um, Uh, endeavour to find a partner (coughs) she can engage in religious duties without any distraction Uh, and the boy also he is engaged in Gurukul and then he he, he is trained properly and if he he wants to marry then he will tell the parents and then the astrologers are there and then of course the astrologers also should know what is astrology not simply say something nowadays they say anything you know So, not like that. So, when they are all proper, then match is made and um, it is not based on ratimevahi, just superficial attraction. Oh, I like this boy or I like this girl and therefore marry. No, it's not like that. It's whether they both together can work towards spiritual advancement. That was calculated by um, Astrology. Whether the combination will help in the spiritual advancement of the both of them. So, that is calculated, so that is the primary concern uh, and then automatically there will be no disturbance, I mean there will be disturbance, I mean Sada, so Samudh, there are always disturbance, but if they are spiritually inclined, at least it is minimized and there can be some cooperation and in that way uh, both can advance. And of course, there is sannyas later on and uh, like that. But if it is just based on superficial attraction and, and how to increase the lusty desire and only, uh, what is that? In Kali dampati? Dampati means husband and wife. Evahi, dampatyam so husband and wife, they only come together because of sexual attraction. And when there is uh, some disturbance in sex, then there is fight and there is divorce. Hmm. Um, in fact this is what happens in grass Ashram you know somebody told one of our uh, one of my friends that you know <clears throat> his aunt I mean this is private matter but you know it was just leaked <laughs> so um The aunt was telling him, I don't know why an aunt would tell him, but anyway, aunt told him that, um, you see, you see, how my husband is so agitated because last night he did not not get what he wanted. So that's how, I mean, fights happen and, you know, the tantrums and this, all these things, unnecessary things happen in household life. There's so much disturbance in that way especially if one is not spiritually cultured, if they think that um, marriage is only for satisfying the three senses, I mean, not senses, I mean, the three sense gratificatory repositories, which are the tongue, the belly and the genitals. So, if that is the only, um, what is that, aim of getting into the household life, Then asking for huge trouble, and after going after going into it, it's too late to learn that it is bad, and therefore there is so much disturbance. There is you know separation and uh, unwanted. So they waste time nowadays finding a partner, get into some household life, say for a few years, and waste time in the divorce process. And how to divide the property, and how, to, and not just the property. There is emotional, so much emotional baggage that comes with it, and the lawyers' fees and everything. Where, I mean, where is the time for any spiritual advancement? How much waste of time it is! The remaining years are also wasted. In such a madman's life, the remaining years are also wasted because even during those years he cannot engage himself in the devotional service. So, so even if one goes into household life, then he has to work whole day. And then he has to raise children and then he has to even risk his life to earn money sometimes, you know, like here we have construction workers and there is no, so much risk involved, not only construction, I mean everywhere, there is so much risk and he undergoes so much anxiety, the boss gives him so much pressure, everything is so, you know, full of pressure and then there is rush hour, there is so much turbulence just to maintain that family. And all this is just because we want a little bit of sense gratification. This is a struggle for existence. So, this is how life is wasted. So, the word here is used, Durapurena Kamena. Kama, lust is impossible to be satisfied. There is a similar word in Bhagavad Gita, I think in the 3.39. Dushpurena Analena Cha. Um, yeah. Avritam gyanam etena gyanino nitya vairina kama rupena kaunteya dushpurena analena cha. Thus, the wise living entity's pure consciousness becomes covered by his eternal enemy in the form of lust, which is never satisfied and which burns like fire. Dushpurena. Here, durapurena. Pura, Purena means to complete, to satisfy it. Oh, I have a desire, okay, let me complete it. So, but it's Dura Purena. It cannot be some complete, Dushpurena. Another verse is also there in the Bhagavatam. I think this one. Yeah. Najatukamah <laughs> Kamanaam upabhoge upabhogena shamyati Havisha Krishna Vartmeva Bhuya Eva Bhivardhate 9.1914. As supplying butter to a fire does not diminish the fire but instead increases it more and more, they endeavor to stop lusty desires by continual enjoyment can never be successful. In fact, one must voluntarily cease from material desires. <coughs> Um this is so this is how lust is. we cannot really satisfy so the the senses will never give us relief just because we satisfied them. no, they will ask for more and more and more and more it never increases it never decreases um, so in this way, we are wasting, wasting away life on insignificant things which, which have no, no meaning at all. Because this body we are trying to satisfy. Karma means satisfying this body, senses. And this body is going to mix into the earth. What is the use of giving so much attention to the body? We should only give attention that much which is... Um, it is not that the body is useless for all things. No. There is some use. But to think that the body, taking care of the body is the only aim of human life, that is bad. The body has some use in executing devotional service. It is actually Krishna's property, it is not my property. We think it is, oh, this is my body, I can do whatever I want with it. But no, it is not not my body, it is Krishna's body. He has given us on rent for a few years and... What we make out of it, um, that is, that determines our future. So if, that's why Prabhupada said, it is a bad bargain, we asked for this body. Mm. It is a bad bargain because we are supposed to have a spiritual body, but this is a material body. It is a bad bargain compared to our original state. But we have to make the best use of this bad bargain, so that we can revive our original state. So That's the whole idea. So, instead of spending 100 years enjoying sex, and sex is not really an enjoyment, it's for a while, but after that it's, it's for a while means like, like really short while, few seconds of pleasure, but few decades of misery. No. life's desires should never be directed towards sense gratification one should desire only a healthy life of self or self preservation since a human being is meant for inquiry about the absolute truth nothing else should be the goal of one's works you should only desire a healthy life and and that's it so the morally maintenance must be only to that amount so today the verse if you see there is this word shatam samah 100 years you see shatam means 100 and samah means years the same word is used in the ishopanishad we will first read the first verse and then go to the second one because the second one is related to the first one so first one we all know at least expected to know Isha idam sarvam jagat everything animate or inanimate that is within the universe is controlled and owned by the Lord one should therefore accept only those things necessary for himself which are set aside as his quota and one should not accept other things knowing well to whom they belong they belong to Krishna so he has given us a quota it's not ours some people say, I am a self-made man. No, no, nobody is self-made. Nobody is self-made. Yeah, everybody is made by Krishna. And um, so, he has given us this, that quota of intelligence, of of beauty, of, of ability or whatever it is. So, that is... So, this is how we have to understand it. Then, the next verse... Hmm kurvan eveha karmani jiji vishet chatham samaha chatham actually jiji Vishet and shhatam. so it is joined together so jiji Chatam chatham sama so it is a sandhi but if you see the word here chatam samaha so kurvan eveha karmani jiji Chatam chatham sama Evam nanyathe tosti nakarmalipyate nare one may aspire to live for hundreds of years if he continuously goes on working in that way that means that means in krishna consciousness one second So one may aspire to live for one uh, for hundreds of years if he continuously goes on working in that way, understanding that Krishna is the owner, and I can, I am just his servitor. For that sort of work will not, will not bind him to the law of karma. This is called buddhi yoga. There is no alternative to this way for man. <coughs> hmm. What is that? na karma lipyate nare so to to desire to live for hundreds of years a long life is not bad in itself to live a long life is not bad in itself but to live a long life of sense gratification is bad because to desire to live a long life that is a natural symptom of the soul because we are eternal Um, but uh, sadhu, he is Jeevava Marova. Whether he, um, he he lives or he dies, it's the same thing because he's always engaged in Krishna's service. So, he doesn't really um, uh, bother whether he is going to live long or short. Mm. But, of course, that is a real Sadhu. Um, like... Um, Mukundamala Stotra, King Kulasekhar, is praying. Krishna tvadiya padapankaja panjarantam. Tvadiya means today. Uh, uh, Krishna tvadiya padapankaja panjarantam. Adhya, sorry, Adhya means today. me vishatumana sarajaham, sir. So I want, uh, you know, now I can remember. So in the old age, I do not know whether I can remember you or not. And at that time, if I die, So, I may not be in a position to even remember you now. I mean, at that time. Now I can remember you. So, I prefer dying now. So, this is the way uh, devotee thinks that, um, but of course, if I am not remembering Krishna, then if I pray for death now, whether now or later, it is the same thing, you know, going to hell only. So, it's not about dying now or dying later. (coughs) It's about remembering Krishna. Then it doesn't matter when we die. Uh, there's nothing that will stop uh, us from the service of Krishna. So death will not be an impediment uh, in our service. So Shatam sama they enjoyed here unrestricted sense gratification. But here it is said Shatam sama in the, the devotional service for hundreds of years. And also Rishabdev, he is talking in the 5th canto about uh, 5th canto 5th chapter about uh, renunciation and how we should be um, detached and he was speaking all this to 100 sons so one may question what is he speaking you know he is speaking about uh, renunciation and he has 100 sons himself Uh, so there is nothing wrong in begetting children hundreds of thousands of children but provided make them Krishna conscious. So he is training them in Krishna consciousness. By speaking to, speaking to them about the philosophy. Uh, then it is, there is nothing wrong. Hmm. That is called dharma, <coughs> dharma aviruddha kama. So that is uh, religious sex life. And nothing is bad as long as it is used for Krishna's service. It becomes only bad when it is misused. Hmm. So, the misuse of anything is bad anyway. So, everything has its proper use and to understand its proper use in Krishna's service and employ it in that way is called Yukta Vairagya. So, Yukta Vairagya is Anasaktyasavishayan yatharham upayunjata nirbandhe Krishna sambandhe yuktam vairagya muchyate. And then, when one is not attached to anything but at the same time accepts everything in relation to Krishna, one is rightly situated above possessiveness. On the other hand, hand, one who rejects everything without knowledge of its relationship to Krishna is not as complete in his renunciation. So, this is Bhaktirasamta Sindhu. So, to have peace, we have to acknowledge the fact that. Peace means, what is actually peace? The materialistic people, they define peace as absence of misery. That is not peace. Yeah, you can say it is peace, it is a degree of peace. (laughs) Bhoktaram Yajna Tabasam Sarvaloka Maheshwaram Suhridam Sarvabhutanam Jnathvam shantim Shanti A person in full consciousness of me, knowing me to be the ultimate beneficiary of all sacrifices and austerities, the Supreme Lord of all planets and demigods and the benefactor and well-wisher of all living entities attains peace from the pangs of material miseries. So if I know that the Supreme Lord is the owner of everything, then I won't, I don't want to be the owner of anything. So that whole uh, prayasa, prayasa means over-endeavoring, to become a big CEO, become a big this, all this is because I want to be the Lord, but if I understand the Lord is the, the Supreme Lord is actually the overlord of everything, and I won't waste my time trying to become the Lord of something, yeah. I don't want to become the best about this, about about that, I know the Lord is the best, so there is no point in endeavouring that way, hmm. so, it is not a um, complete, uh, There is no ambition, there is no drive to work. No, the devotee is full of drive to serve the Lord. It is not that he is not having any... Because here, the material world, the drive is that I want to be the best. So, therefore, work towards it and and work hard. Or I have to maintain this. I have to meet this end. You know, or I have to make money for my family. Otherwise, I can't eat. So, these are the driving forces of our action in this material world. But in the spiritual world... It is not a personal ambition that drives work there. There, they just want to see they want to see Krishna happy. Rishikena, So that is the drive. So there's no personal ambition that drives. Uh, the ambition that drives a devotee, it looks like a material activity. Like we have business, we, we sell books, we sell our magazines, our calendars. So this is also a business. Um, we raise funds. So these are all business, but um, we don't do it for us, for ourselves. We don't, we don't do this to maintain ourselves. Um, so to serve Krishna. So, and also the books, they are preaching Krishna consciousness. So this way, um, a devotee is engaged seemingly in the same way as a materialist, but his actions are completely different. That is explained in the third chapter of Bhagavad Gita, the whole Karma Yoga section. So, anyway, so this is the thing, the time uh, is a very tricky thing. Uh, We should, how can this class end without that verse from the Niti Shastra? Ayukshanamaya. Hmm? Hmm. Are you Shaha? Mm. this is the one pandit. even a moment of one's lifetime could not be exchanged returned in exchange for millions of dollars therefore one should consider how much loss one suffers if he wastes even a moment of his life for nothing that's why there is a nice verse actually um yes, this is the one. 2936 thirty six Sahanistan Maha Chedram Samoha Sarcha Vibbrahmaha, Yan Mahurtam. Vasudevam na if even for a moment remembrance of Vasudeva, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is missed, that is the greatest loss, that is the greatest illusion, and that is the greatest anomaly. So, this verse must be remembered. In the Vishnu Puran, it is written like this. So, with that, I'd like to stop here. So, any questions or comments on this topic? Hmm. Huh? Can the wife follow the husband to the vanaprasa? Yeah, in vanaprasa the husband and wife usually they go together and go to the holy places and also engage more in the service basically. So like that they get more detached from household uh, affairs and then when the husband is prepared then he will take sannyas. Because nowadays the children can believe the children that they can take care of the parents. So, for the wife, only the husband is the one age, if the wife is also the devotee. Then, uh, let them continue in the master's side, instead of taking the sannyas. Krishna will arrange something. How it is... First of all, if the... Sanyas, yes, no wife. Wife, no wife never sanya. Sanyas means to be separate from wife. In sanyas, the sanyasi can see even his children, but he cannot see his wife. But at that age, when they reach that sanyasa, mm-hmm. she also had that mental thing. Then mm. what is the difficulty in staying together and doing Krishna service? In sanyas. No, e- even if the wife is Krishna conscious, she goes back home and does Krishna consciousness at home, not in the in the forests and all this. But nowadays, no forest. <laughs> no forest, forget it. <laughs> even vanaprastha vanaprastha means, like Vana. No, Vana, vana is forest. vanaprastha means to go to forest. forest. No, nowadays, <clears throat> no, that's why... Uh, um, Vanaprastha means to just come and you know come to the temple. Uh, Vana means forest, but Vrindavan means Krishna conscious forest. So temple is Vrindavan. <clears throat> so to come to the temple and do services. And um, if the husband has to like sannyas is for in Kalyuga, especially for preaching. And with the wife he cannot go anywhere to preach. So to take up that duty. Then he leaves the association of wife and then he goes to preach all over the world. With husband and wife, um, how much you can travel? So there no limitations. But we try to leave the wife like that, then hmm. won't, they, the wife uh, had no problem. That means that it is not the sin of the wife. She can do her uh, own Krishna service at home alone. Yeah, yeah. So it, it is not, like before he goes to the sannyasa, yeah. Yeah. So there is a legal divorce in spiritual, I mean Vedic way of life, <laughs> the sannyas. So sannyas is the only way there's a divorce. Usually at fifty. Panchash or vanam rajad, Panchash means fifty. So once one goes above fifty. One should think about leaving family affairs and getting retired. Around. <clears throat> <Vanaprestha. laughs> so, usually at that age, around that age, around 50. Then eventually when he is more uh, detached, then he, is, he takes sannyas and leaves the wife. But, you know, all this is, these are the injunctions. But how much of it, even the devotees, husband and wife themselves understand it, is a question? Question mark. Even devotee, even devotee, husband and wife, they don't. Once they get into household life, they will never want to be separated. Actually, it's very, very difficult to get that feeling of I want to leave my wife. It's very, very difficult. Even for a person who. Even for a person who is disgusted with the family life, he still cannot leave. It's very difficult for him to think that way. The also like, uh, the there. Yeah, that's why the whole idea of Vanaprastha means there is no relationship, no sexual relationship, only for the service. If you see Bhaktivinoda Thakur, people like to quote Bhaktivinoda Thakur to promote Grahastha Krishna conscious life. But if you actually notice Bhaktivinoda Thakur's life, he only spent 15 minutes with his wife every day. That's it. Nothing more. He was going on as a judge. He was magistrate. And then there is... (coughs) He used to write his song. In the night, he used to stay up whole night. And used to write books, songs, Krishna conscious literature. He was never with his wife. And he used to sleep separately also. So there is no... There is no... uh, Much contact. Although yes, he had many children. When he wanted, then yes. (coughs) But then much of the time he did not spend with his wife. It is not to be uh, Grasa life means not just quote that oh Thakur was Grasa, so, so Grasa life is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do it like Thakur. <laughs> then yes. But of course it is a very high standard. He's a pure devotee. And uh, one should always think about that. That I should minimize. I should know that Kunti Devi, after all her you know she is from uh, two great families. A uh, woman always has two families. The father's family and the husband's family. So the father's family is Vrishni, great kings and devotees, and on you know, the husband's side is Pandu, you know the Pandavas, great devotees again. And she is personally the aunt of Krishna, but she also said this. Uh, that Sneha Pasamam Chindi. Dhudam Pandushu Vrishnishu. You see? She says, therefore, sever my tie, that means cut my tie of affection for my kinsmen, the Pandavas and the Vrishnis. She's also asking, although she's in the family, she's in the house, she never went to take sannyas. But in her mind, she was very, very detached. Very, she was not attached. She wanted to detach herself and only. Next verse, if you see, Tvayi me ananya you see, ananya matir madhupate udvahata gange O Lord of Madhu, as the Ganges forever flows to the sea without hindrance, let my attraction be constantly drawn toward, drawn unto you without being diverted to anyone else. So she wanted to be completely only Krishna conscious. So whether man or woman, one has to only know that that is the only thing that is that is to be um, desired. Mm. If one wants to be happy you know, with the husband and then, or with the wife for the man and then live a nice life you know, forever, it's, it's a complete illusion. It's not going to be happy. That, that is exactly what Lord Ramachandra showed in his example because as a man, he was a perfect man and as a woman, Sita was a perfect woman. The match was perfect. But still, how much, how much tribulation, how much inconvenience even in their lives. So, if the best man and best woman have that kind of life, what to speak of the rest of us. So, you can never expect that like a perfect relationship. There is nothing perfect in this world. The perfection is only if we engage in Krishna's service and like there is a, among the devotees, among some, you know, half past six devotees, as we say, half-baked, half-baked devotees. They have, the, in the in the Instagram, I see that. Hashtag Grihastha Life. Promoting Grihastha Life. You know. So, <laughs> we are not into hashtag Grihastha Life. Hashtag Krishna Conscious Life. So, that. Whether it is Grihastha or Vanaprasa or, or marmachari, or Krishna Conscious Life is what is important. Not whether, oh you know, in support of grahastha we are against the brahmacharis, we are against the brah- vānaprasthas or the brahmacharis, we are against the grahasthas No, no, that's not the mood. The mood is, we are against non-Krishna consciousness. That is what we are against. If a, if a person just dons these clothes and, and is not Krishna conscious, what is the use of these clothes? And if one is in the family life and just encumbered in the family and then forgets his duties, forgets his service, doesn't do properly anything, and what is the use of such family life? The whole idea is to, um, okay, there is a disturbance in the mind. Yes, we have to get married. So, we're fine. Satisfied. And then the rest of the time, just don't waste. I mean, engage in service. So, if there is no service, then any position is bad. Nothing is good anyway. So, anyway, coming back to the question that, it depends, Mataji. So, um, how circumstances show up I mean, this Sridhar Swami, you know the example, Sridhar Swami, you know, uh, he he was the first commentator on the Bhagavatam. So he want, was a brahmachari, he wanted to remain brahmachari and become sannyas, so parents asked him to get married. Then he got married, okay. After he got married, he wanted to take sannyas immediately. But then, wife asked for child, <coughs> then he made her pregnant. Then, when she was pregnant, then he had to wait. When the wife delivered, he thought, okay, after the wife delivers the child, then I'll take sanyas. So, the wife delivered the child, but the wife died. At childbirth, the wife died and he was left with the baby in his hand and then, what is this, you know? What what I wanted to do and what is my life now? I wanted to become sanyas and now I have a baby without a wife. What am I going to do? You know? Then, then, um, then, as he was thinking like this, crying, he was sitting under this tree, and then one, one lizard fell from the tree. Baby lizard, just born. And he saw, he was looking at the lizard. Then the lizard found one insect, and, then, and he caught the insect and then went into the bushes. Then he thought, Oh, if Krishna can provide for this baby lizard, then he can pro- certainly provide for this baby boy also. And he put the boy there and took sannyas. Of course, people say, oh, this is irresponsible, oh, how can you do like this? They will always say that, anyway. Even if a person, he does everything and then leaves the wife, then say, oh, he left the wife. So, it is always going to be there. People will always criticize, that doesn't matter. Anyway, somebody else took up the boy and then raised him up. So, in other words, Krishna has arranged for the maintenance of a lizard. Why can't he arrange for maintenance of a boy? So, in thinking this way, he left. It does not mean, however, that we repeat the same action hmm? because um, that is irresponsibility, actually because we have to be on the level of Sridhar Swami to think like that. But if I am not on that level and I act like I am on that level, oh, I want to be... Like many people wrote to Prabhupada, you know, they marry and then, you know, like just today's letter in the Prabhupada Sikshamrita. The same thing because he was... You, know? you see, one one devotee, he wanted to take sannyas. He just got married, maybe one or two years, maybe, I don't know. He wanted to take sannyas. Actually, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did that. He married, his wife died, Krishna Priya. His mother asked him to marry again. He married again. He was only 24 years old and his wife was 16. So, second wife was Vishnu Priya and married and immediately a few months later he took sannyas. Now, why did he marry you may ask that is I mean Vishnu Priya is nothing but actually uh, Lakshmi herself to be wife of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu so eternally they are already husband and wife so that relation is always there but then for the duty he gave up all that and then took sannyas. so some of the Americans they also wanted to be like you know Chaitanya Mahaprabhu oh, marry then they don't like sannyas. But Prabhupada knew that they were not on that level. It's not that they can be sannyas and then whole life sannyas. They will find another girl after some time, after taking sannyas. Now they are having some discomfort or some inconvenience with the woman. Uh, I'll take sannyas. But then, after that, it's not like the strong desire until the end of life. Again, after some time, he may want want to get married. That is not sannyas. So here he has said, actually, I did not read this letter. It was supposed to be for the next day, but you will just read it. If you have taken a wife for Grihastha life, why are you neglecting? That is not Vaishnava. Vaishnava means he is very much responsible and if he is householder, then he must be responsible. I cannot give sannyas to any devotee who has not proven himself to be responsible in all as all respects. Better you prove yourself first by being ideal householder and forget all this nonsense. <laughs> because this person was writing to him about sannyas and all. Proposive for the nonsense, you know, first of all prove that you are responsible because sannyas is even more responsibility than household life. Sanyas is not escaped from responsibility, but people think it is escaping. They want to escape the nagging of the wife or the fighting with the wife. So, in that mood of, I, I want to get away with this, they want to take sannyas. They don't understand that this sannyas is even far, far more responsible. Here, you are maintaining one family, you are taking care of a family. Whereas, now, your whole world is your family. You have to take care of the whole world. Just like they are your family. You have to go out and preach. They kick you on the face. Still, you have to preach to them. You have to care for them. Um, Distribute books, even though there is so much risk or whatever. Make them devotees. Here in the family, you will only think of making your wife devotee. I want to make my son devotee. I want to make my parents devotees. No, a devotee, sannyas means he wants to make the whole world devotees. So, his responsibility is far bigger. um, Tattva, what is that? The six Goswamis? They gave up their royal life, the six Goswamis, and accepted only kaupin, only a loincloth, given up everything, just for bhootva dina ganesha karunaya, for showing mercy to the fallen souls. So it is actually... A Giving up a small responsibility to get into a much bigger responsibility. Not that uh, let, off, uh, let off all responsibilities and then uh, just be free from the responsibility and then you know, relax. No, that is not sannyas life. So people want to do that with sannyas life. So that is, prohi- that is uh, prohibited. Therefore, sannyas in Kali Yuga is prohibited, actually. One of the five things that are prohibited in Kali Yuga is sannyas. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took sannyas because that is for preaching. Hmm. That sannyas is alright. But these people like Prabhupada, they wrote a letter to Prabhupada. That is just because he wants to get out of the responsibility. So, Prabhupada said, you must first show your responsibility. If you can't take up the small responsibility of a wife, what responsibility you can take up of the whole preaching and everything? So, so that is understanding. It is, it is not an escape from responsibilities. It is accepting a bigger, bigger responsibility. So, Peter, this, uh, like not really. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. No, 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 you are never safe. Either by sannyas or by divorce or by death, you have to separate from the husband anyway. So, we have to meditate on that reality. The reality is that we are not going to be here together at all. So, either by sannyas, you don't think whether sannyas, if he doesn't take sannyas, he will be safe. He may die. I am touch wood. But it is going to happen. I mean, surely it's going to happen. We're all going to die. Right? So, either way, we, we, anyway, we're going to be separated. So, don't think that if he doesn't take sannyas, okay, that's nice. No, no, no. Another thing can happen. If you think, actually Krishna is very, very clever. If we want to be clever with Krishna, Krishna will just hit, her, hit us exactly at the point where we think that is our security. When we we take something as our security, Krishna will hit exactly that point. Because he wants to teach us that he is the only security and nothing else is our security. So if if a person, a devotee is attached to wealth, Krishna first of all takes away his wealth. If Krishna is a devotee, may not be interested in wealth, but he, like like a woman, if she is interested in the husband and if she is too attached, she doesn't want to lose him at all. that's was the first thing that he will take away from her so if a or if a husband if he doesn't want to lose the wife you know if he loves the wife so dearly that's the first thing that will go I mean without any disrespect Sundagopal Prabhu I mean narrated his own experience and I am just repeating his words so he was thinking of course he was a brahmachari for like 14 years and he was very strict and uh, he married And when he married, he thought, okay, well, since she is a devotee, I will like continue my life until I am 90 years old with my wife, you know, like, anyway we are devotees after all. What is the point of taking sannyas because she is a devotee after all? But at 50, exactly at 50, when he was 50, his wife passed away in fact he was thinking what is the use of traveling and preaching just you know after all husband wife devotee we can make a temple and then we can preach you know and but krishna doesn't want that when when we think like that that's the first thing krishna will take away then prabhu said prabhu himself said i mean this is his own word that wow he's completely opened up his his uh, i mean his his uh, life like now he's thinking of preaching and that that's the exact point i stepped in to the temple when i saw his wife and three months later, she was no more there. So, just at the transition when he was in his Vanaprastha, I mean, when he was starting, that's when I, I came in. And that's when he, Prabhu was talking, even when he was giving class, he was saying, should, I, should tra- I think this is Krishna's indication that I should travel. Um, at that time, there was no plans of traveling. We never had ISKM. It was only SKM. There was nothing international going on. It's just one temple here in Singapore. That's all it was. And still Prabhu was saying, I need to travel far and wide now. So, he was he was thinking in that. He said, I would have never thought of this if my wife did not pass away. It is a blessing actually that my wife passed away. So, you know, it's all how it pans out, you know. That's why when Prabhupada, when he was a young man, he wanted to marry a second time. At that time, two, two wives, polygamy was allowed. Actually, it's a proper Vedic way anyway. But of course, we can't even... Nowadays, man cannot even maintain one wife, what to speak of two or more. But... Polygamy was allowed, if it, if it can be maintained, it can be done. But, so Prabhupada wanted to marry a second time. Then, uh, father, his father asked him, why, why you want to marry? No, I don't like my wife. Then, his father said, that's good that you don't like your wife. This will help you in the future, to be detached from household life. (laughs) And, that's what actually got, got him sannyas. And, because of that one instruction from his father... We are able to sit today and discuss Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita and engage in services. One discussion between his father. So, we do not know how these small things actually amount to such bigger things. A wife, I mean a woman especially, she would always think that way that, Oh, my husband does not leave me, this is better. But actually, if the husband leaves and becomes sanyas and preaches all over the world, that's much better. So, they don't think that way. So, that's why, as I said, women are less intelligent. I mean anyone who is attached actually is less intelligent, it but the attachment is very strong in a woman. That's why they are less intelligent. If husband possibly, in means, if the boy, becomes widow. What is her position in Krishna? Just continue. She she can cook. She can uh, offer to Krishna because. Yeah yeah, cook, yeah yeah. Uh, some Indians. No no no, that is Marthavidhi. I mean those oh widow cannot. Yes. No no no, we are not. Are, Kunti was a widow. What? Right. Kunti was a widow. Her husband died, Pandu died. Yes. I mean, she is the aunt of Krishna. Everything that her whole life was offered to Krishna. So no, no, we our Krishna consciousness movement is not following those. Those, uh, those are all Smarthaviti for those who are not devotees. Yes, they have to follow all that. But uh, for a devotee, he is already higher than this. So these. So
1: uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. For sure. Thanks, sir. Hmm? No problem. <laughs> I think somebody asked something, I don't know if we have time for all this, but hmm, there are questions. Okay. Question from Mataji. Vanajakshi Mataji. I don't know who is this, but oh Vanaja Mataji, oh maybe. Vanaja Mataji, yeah. <coughs> So these ashrams not applicable to women, so how do, how can they attain moksha? <coughs> so is brahmachari vanaprasa sanyas, yeah, they are not applicable to women. For women, there are only three stages, being protected by the father, when she is small, by the husband and by grown-up sons, there is no uh, sanyas and brahmachari for women, but, um, they can attain moksha. There is no there's no barring from that. Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, just uh, Mam hi O son of Kritha, those who take shelter in me, though they be of lower birth, women, vaisya's, and shudras, can attain the supreme destination. So the process by which they can attain is by bhakti. So women are the, nobody is denied moksha. Nobody is denied perfection of life, just because uh, less intelligent or cannot do this, cannot do that doesn't mean that they cannot attain moksha. That is not no. Everybody is equally uh, is equi- equally available for everybody. In fact, it is more easily available for women, because for the man he has to do so much austerity, but for woman. If he faithfully, if she faithfully uh, serves her husband, uh, a devotee husband, then she can also get moksha. Uh, so just by faithfully serving, she doesn't have to go to the forest, she doesn't have to go. Of course, now man doesn't go to the forest anyway. But, um, yeah, man's austerity, the brahmacharya life is more stringent, in that sense. But, the woman is, is he in fact, easily gotten for her. So, in fact, it is... Better in that way. <laughs> so, just like now, we are, <laughs> we are fallen. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu made it easier for us by chanting. Anybody can chant Hare Krishna and go back. No more coming back. So, how is moksha not available for women? It's not that one, if one becomes Brahmacharya, vanaprasa Sanyas, then you get moksha. If you chant Hare Krishna, then you get moksha. Now, even if I go through uh, all these ashrams, and if I am not chanting Hare Krishna I am not going to get any moksha because I am sannyas. no so chanting is what counts and that's what uh, that will actually get us moksha is nothing actually moksha is just a byproduct of bhakti we will get far higher than uh, moksha so I hope there is no other questions yeah Sorry, Lakshmi Priya, Lakshmi Priya, not Krishna Priya. Hmm. Alright, Granthra Srimad Bhagavatam ki jaya, Srimad Prabhupada ki jaya, and Thai